Hello friends, C-Note here. Welcome to Sunday Sorbet. That's the new thing that I'm doing. Uh, I, I tried it like maybe two weeks ago, and it might not be an every Sunday thing, but whenever I get the opportunity to, I will. Um, it's, it's more of just like a mishmash of, of thoughts and ideas and stuff I want to talk about. Uh, having a day off from Anchor pretty much yesterday, um, being busy with, with life and existing and things, um, gave me some time to think about some topics and the time that I did get to listen to Anchor a little bit. Um, I had some further thoughts about the app, the usage, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like uh, some design ideas for Anchor. Um, because I think there are some things that can be vastly improved um, for the experience, and maybe that could help with battery life. I don't know a ton about programming. I know a little bit. I know enough about user experience to be able to offer some insight. So uh, I think I'd like to offer a suggestion. So I will do this on a segment of Sunday Sorbet, but then I'll probably call into one of the anchor peeps and, and see what their perspective is on it and try to break that down. I also wanted to talk a little bit about um, anchor expertise, or uh, I guess people that kind of claim to be experts, even though it's a new platform that's consistently evolving. I think in general we should be speaking about um, in 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 ideas and not necessarily in um, concrete terms, because I think we're still trying to figure out the platform. You know, there are a lot of people saying that in order to get engagement, you have to echo and share and do all these things, and it's like ah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's it. I mean, uh, things are changing and evolving, and I'm learning new information in terms of, of getting outside, in, uh, outside uh, people, influence, I guess you could say, uh, outside listeners into the platform, that sometimes getting the people to listen to uh, your segments on Tumblr or Twitter and sort of letting that content live elsewhere is just as important, because um, I'm getting a little bit annoyed, respectfully, to the friends of mine that do this at the re-sharing of content. Uh, uh, maybe it's me, because I listen to a lot of it, that I he I'm hearing the same things over and over again, and I'm skipping it. But, because I'm skipping so much, that is what kind of gave me the ideas for <clears throat> some of this, uh, some of the design ideas that I have for Anchor. So, I want to talk about those little things, and um, I don't know, whatever else comes to mind. I had a whole lot of stuff, but I didn't write everything down, so I'm probably going to forget a lot of it. So I'll just kind of... Uh, I'll just kind of go and see what happens and see how this day goes. I know I have some call-ins to do to people that I want to um, discuss some of the topics that they're they're talking about. I know Darling Rage is talking about uh, stress and, um, you know, I wanted to check in on Simon and Purse and some of my other friends here on Anchor um, and see how everyone's doing. I haven't checked in with Danger in a while or Alita, so I want to check in with my friends, see how everyone's doing, see how life is going, talk a little bit about um, what I'm doing, what I'm up to, uh, and kind of my next steps in business and uh, how I want to approach um, some things and, and what things I would like to change. I also maybe would like to talk a little bit about technology. Uh, the emerging tech, because like in the next few months we're gonna have a whole bunch of new phones out, but also what is needed to create content. I think a lot of people are overthinking the amount of stuff that they need to create content. I'm trying to do more and more, I'm trying to force myself to do more and more just on my phone as a almost proof of concept to show that you can do a lot 
with just your phone alone. I mean, it is an $800 computer after all. I know we don't think about it that way, but it is. There are apps, there are services, there are ways to get things done without having to sit in front of a laptop uh, or, or have to go out of your way to make it happen. Um, I've gotten a little bit of praise for using my, uh, for, for the quality of the audio on my podcast here. And um, I'm just using my phone. Which is kind of amazing, but uh, it's you know it's it's about selecting the right phone, I'm sure. But for me, as a multimedia designer, I've been using the LG V20, which is kind of built for someone exactly like me. Um, the video editing has a lot of, or the video shooting has a lot of manual controls. There are three. There's a microphone array on the front front of the phone, so it's really good quality. Even if I'm out in public, you can still hear me pretty well. I was amazed that those um, segments at, for me at work. The phone was on the table away from me, and you can still hear me very clearly. So, anyway, with all that, there's a lot of topics to talk about. Welcome to Sunday Sorbet. Let's have at it. I'm pumped. Let's go. Drums, please. <laughs> All right, so welcome to Sunday Sorbet. Some deliciousness for your ear holes. As it sounds, it's going to be delicious, I promise. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm feeling pretty pumped. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. So with that, I kind of wanted to jump directly into the um, Anchor app design choices and design ideas that I have in mind for the, um, for the app. Um, I think, I mean, I think there are a lot of really great ideas that could happen. It's a matter of execution, but I think, I think if the anchor team were to listen to me or anybody else, but for me, because I'm smart <laughs> and a designer and experienced and experienced in user design. So, um, I think I can provide a little bit more insight than a lot of people, but at the same time, I know that they might already have their ideas and um, stuff they want to do. So anyway, um, so I'm, the one thing that really bugs me is the home screen. I think, I think the home screen is kind of like a tremendous waste of space. I think it's a nice design idea. I think it's a good look, but having to swipe through the dial, especially if it's a phone that is like it's getting hot, it's getting a little bit slow, it's getting a little bit difficult to run. Having to do those actions that involve a lot of animation like that, because that's swiping through like that, that is an animation, um, that will slow the experience down and likely involve more battery life. So one solution could be to have a home screen that is just, you know, uh, uh, circles or just like a grid of circles or something like that. I know it might not be the, the prettiest thing, but there's an elegant way to do it, I'm sure. Um, that way you can see more of what's going on in the dial and you can still order them from top left to right and um, show the latest one first. Um, but that way you show, you feature more people at once, more of your friends, your favorites at once, and you can kind of like pick the one you want to listen to a little bit more immediately. Maybe scroll up to see more, something like that, but they all exist on the screen and you load them one at a time still. Um, or you continue to do the indicator where it's like, um, as they're loaded, uh, they, they are dim. And then when they're loaded, they show 
you know, brightened or something like that. But actually, the one main design thing that I would really like is that I would, I would like it to be nearly a one-screen experience. Meaning, when you go into the app, the first, uh, the latest episode or the latest person that has uploaded something shows up first. Like, there is literally just a play button on the screen when you open it and you can start playing. It loads that station first and you can start loading other stations in the background so that you can more immediately go between stations if you would like to. Um, another thing that I would really like is sort of a vertical carousel. Instead of having to swipe left and right to go to the next segment or the previous segment, you can sort of swipe up of a vertical carousel and maybe see, maybe always see the next segment's title and the one after it, so that if you get a sense if it's something you might not want to listen to, you can skip ahead and go directly to the next segment. Or you can scroll up, um, you can kind of scroll up a little bit and um, pick the segment that you want to listen to. Or what you can have, you can have that all on the one screen and then if you swipe right, a little drawer will pop out up or it'll go to a separate little screen and um, show the list of all of the segments that that person has posted within the last 24 hours. Because one big problem that I have is that if I want to go listen to Simon Says, for example, who does a fantastic job, and this is not a commentary on him, he posts a lot of content, he shares a lot of stuff. And if I want to get to all of his latest stuff, I have to listen to all of it, essentially. Um, but if I want to listen to just the last 12 hours, that's a lot of skipping, that's a lot of swiping, that's a lot of animation, that's a lot of load on my phone, a lot of energy involved, and we already have battery issues with the app. Um, so to limit the use of animations could help with battery life and could help with the efficiency and the amount of, of time used within the app. So that's something I would really love, is some way to swipe right, see the, all of the segments going on, and you can select the ones that you want to listen to, or maybe even queue them up so that you can listen to them in any order that you want to. Now, I know that kind of ruins some people's cadence because they want to listen to it. They want to record things in order, but that might not necessarily be necessary because um, many people listen to things out of context anyway with echoes and all of that stuff. So I'm going to continue this in the next segment because I'm getting the red, red screen of death. But um, yeah, Dear Anchor Part 2. So basically I want to focus on the idea that, that the app is a big battery drain. And I think the animations are a large port, part of that. It's also an experience that involves a lot of swipes, a lot of taps. And then when my battery is running hot, um, and, it, and it's, it's part of the hardware problem. Um, I, I mean, I guess the anchor people are assuming that people are running all high-end premium phones. And um, I mean, I consider my phone to be a high-end premium phone but it's still running pretty hot and um, with the amount of that I'm using it and the amount of drain that I'm getting from the app is, is kind of killing it. So when, when things are running hot, animations run a little bit slower, it gets frustrating to use the app and continue to use it at the pace that I want to use it, at the timing that I want to use it. Um, and um, I just want to continue to use the app in, in its premium, most, most efficient manner. You know, all the bells and whistles don't matter. It's the experience that matters. Um, so, I mean, as cute as this little wave line is behind me talking or behind people talking, you know, that could be a thing that, that gets removed <laughs> because 
it's, while it's charming and adorable, it could be part of what's draining the battery. Now, I don't think that is the thing. I think it's mostly just the fact that it involves, it's a kind of a robust app. There's a lot of swiping, there's a lot of movements, there's a lot of user control that needs to happen. And I think removing those little taps and those little bits of information um, from the, the, the user experience, the little extra taps that I need to make, meaning, um, or, or little bits of the experience, meaning if I could pick different segments, you know, for instance, if I'm, I'm listening to all the great content that Simon Says has, but I really just want to listen to the last 12 hours, not the last 24 hours, um, maybe that's a setting on its own, but at the same time, I would like to at least scroll ahead and then start from a different point. Or if I know that for some reason the app started me sooner than I would like, I can scroll ahead more more easily to a later section of the station and um, still be able to appreciate the content and not get frustrated at the app that is maybe not not swiping as quickly as I would like or moving as quickly as I would like. So um, as much as I don't want to scrutinize the app itself, I think I think all of the the content for the app is really great. I think the tools provided is amazing. Um, if anything, I feel like version 3.0 would be a consolidation of design ideas, a um, basically an efficiency improvement, uh, making sure that the experience is still understandable, still usable, but has fewer animations, can get more directly to the point, gives the user a little bit more control over what they're listening to and at what pace they're listening to it at. And um, uh, yeah, and, and you know, there's a whole bunch of other little ideas that I'll probably talk about in the future, but to me, that is the big one. Um, limiting animations, and I think if we can get the, the listening screen onto one screen, instead of having it be like this pop-up that's necessary every time, that could also limit things, because if you're listening, like, it just feels like a waste to have that home screen that I barely use. I just, I scroll through the dial, I pick a station, and then that's it. Like, I, I would rather stay in that listening experience, and while I'm still listening, be able to, like, swipe a drawer out, pick another station, and then keep going. And keep it a fluid, buttery experience, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I think those are some interesting ideas to at least consider and explore. Um, if anybody uh, has knows that they get listens from somebody from Anchor, I would actually appreciate if you echoed these three segments to get that in front of them, because this turned out to be like a whole 15-minute spiel, and I don't want to have to call in 15 times <laughs> to um, give them the full idea. Maybe I'll call in once and, and have them listen to my segments and see if they'll see if they'll um, see if I can get some thoughts on on those ideas and how to approach it. And I don't know, maybe I could start a dialogue with them. And and if any of you are listening, um, any of you anchor peeps, uh, you anchor developers, etc., um, I'd love to be able to draw something up or mock something up and help you guys out um, to really flesh out that idea and maybe give you ideas based on that. So. Um, yeah, that's it for the anchor updates. I'm going to go inside and get my smoothie because it's smoothie Sunday. That's the way I look at it. Smoothie Sunday. I get a nice big ass smoothie for lunch. <laughs> it's, it's quite satisfying. So, um, with that, this is the first part of uh, Sunday Sorbet and, uh, I'll be back more throughout the day with some more things. Thanks. So I recorded a segment that was like the in between those two, and for some reason it didn't post. So those are some of the frustrations I'm talking about. 
um, just to kind of quickly rehash what it was, um, I was talking about that single UI screen, and um, essentially I would like the idea of having just one screen for all of the, um, basically all of the listening. So you have the carousel where you can scroll up or down and see where people are, um, you know, what segment is coming before or after. And then you have the app drawer, on the, the, the segment drawer on the right. So you swipe to the right to see that and you can select the uh, segments you want. And then if you, you pull open on the left, you could see uh, all the favorited stations. So everything, the whole experience is on one screen and you basically basically remove that home screen from the situation, the current home screen with the dial and all that stuff. You essentially make the home screen a listening screen um, more than anything. So again, you can limit the animations needed for scrolling up and scrolling down and all that stuff. Um, that was kind of the gist of it, actually really just talking about that favorite drawer on the left, making it easy to kind of switch between stations or switch between segments um, and not have to have it be a linear uh, experience. You can kind of have more options. Apologize for the airplane noises. Um, I do have to go in and get my, my drink, but um, yeah, that was pretty much it. So see ya. Hey friends. I, I mentioned that I was going to do a bunch of posting today, but <clears throat> life happens. You get a little sidetracked. So, um, one thing I did want to exclaim that I'm pretty happy that has happened is that I have turned off notifications for Facebook, and I already feel like a huge weight has been lifted. <laughs> Not necessarily that it was, like, a problem. I just felt like it was, um... I don't know, it was just like there, it just kept like poking at you, like, look at me, I'm Facebook, I'm important, and um, it's not important. So I decided to take control, turn off notifications, and, you know, it'll be there when I go into the app, when I decide to look at it, but I think it was becoming way too distracting, and I would rather sacrifice Facebook than to sacrifice Anchor or really any of the other apps. I feel like Facebook is like the one I use the least in a productive way. Um, I mean, if you consider arguing with people or stupid memes to be productive, then maybe it is, but I don't consider it to be productive. So, um, I'm going to pass on that. That was my wife sneezing. You probably heard that. She sneezes like crazy loud. <laughs> She's pretty good at that. Um, uh, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, Facebook. And, and usually, like, throughout the day, I keep my phone on silent. I don't like, I don't like the buzzes, I don't like the notifications, I don't like the, the attempt at, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, pay attention to me. It's just, no, I've got enough stuff that I'm willingly trying to pay attention to that for other things that really don't really mean much to try to grab my attention is not good so I think it's I think it's good to maybe take a look take a second to audit your notifications and see what is uh, taking up your attention for me I have a whole bunch of brands so I have lots of Instagram notifications coming in and uh, Twitter and all this I think Twitter's notifications are way too much too I have to look into that because there's a lot of like check out what this person retweeted and check out like there's way too much way too many attempts for 
for Twitter to try to get you to, to check out what's going on, so I'm coming at you next, Twitter. It's just too much. Anyway, if you have the opportunity to audit your notifications, I would suggest it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do wonders for your brain power, whether you realize it or not. Give it a shot, try it for a week, see how it feels. I wanted to talk about also um, the amount of expertise that people are applying to or attempting to apply to some of their conversations in regards to Anchor and what you should do on the platform to like get followers or make friends or, I don't know, sell something. Um, I think all of it should be with a grain of salt because we're, it's a new platform, it's less than two years old, it's something new, we're trying to figure it out, there's still a lot of complexity as to what works, things are ever changing, things are um, evolving as we go, so I don't think, I think it's too soon for anyone to say that they're an expert at the platform. Or they might be providing parallels from, like, blogging or other social media apps and making the assumption that those tactics will also work on Anchor. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, and, and I think anyone who's speaking to that should be more so speaking from an angle of, like, providing ideas and not necessarily saying that something is exactly... The, um, like, this is the thing you're supposed to do, because we're still kind of figuring it out. Um, a lot of people are still perplexed as to how to even get on the top 20, like, and what does that even mean? Does that mean more notoriety? Does that mean you have a greater potential to advertise something? I don't know. Usually those things are fleeting. They're very much in the moment. It's day to day. So that might not necessarily mean something. That just might mean... You posted a topic that was interesting, and then the next day you plummet down the charts again. So it all kind of changes. It's all it's all very different. We're all kind of figuring it out. Um, but uh, I think there are certain. Um, so I so I heard something someone recently talking about echoing um, other people's stations often, or rather re-echoing or re-posting. Uh, your own content to keep a constant steady stream of content going and um, I, I will have to very strongly disagree with that notion because for me I find it very annoying to go through a feed and hear repeat versions of things over and over again. I understand that it's a 24-hour platform but that is the beauty of it. Uh, you post something very much in the moment and if you want to reiterate a point you just record another one. I feel like if you are very good at your topic and you really understand what you're doing, you should be able to keep a steady stream of content going um, that way. Or even if it's a matter of like not having enough time, that's fine. Like you don't have to uh, keep it constantly flowing. Most of the time, for me, most people aren't listening to my station. At least this is for me particularly. It could be different for other stations that people aren't listening to my content linear linear linearly. They're listening to it in a way, sorry, that's my living room is very loud right now. They're listening to it in a way that is very, you know, kind of segmented. Uh, you know, people are sharing certain segments onto other people's uh, stations, and they're kind of hearing bits and pieces out of context, maybe. Um, though, which is why it's important to provide context, I feel, in um, within the segment itself. So, like, 
instead of providing more of a stream of consciousness sort of thing, you're almost taking a few seconds within each segment to reiterate what you're talking about. Because someone like Simon Says, who is great at reposting what everyone else is talking about, um, may only post the second of three pieces of a podcast or, or a, uh, three pieces of a topic. And if it's sort of, you know, th- there's a chance for, um, for something to be either misinterpreted or some context to be missed, um, amidst all three, you know what I mean? Something like that. So, um, another thing to consider that I think a lot of people are talking about is, is time of day. And I don't think time of day matters as much as you think it does because of the fact that people are re-echoing, echoing concept, um, content and sharing things. And, um, you know, a lot of people are sharing it to Facebook and Twitter that these things live in other places as well. So instead of, I think, I think personally, instead of echoing your own old concepts and bringing them back to life, I think we should finding, be finding out how to have these things live in other places. Um, whether it's searchable via Twitter or Facebook, etc., because then they can still listen to those in, 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 in that context. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, just talking through the idea, um, the thoughts. So this idea of expertise makes me think of, like, social media experts that came out in like 2007 when it was new and people were claiming to know every little thing about social media this is what you could do this is how you could make money blah, blah 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 it's like this thing is new like it needs time to evolve it needs time to figure out like you could provide maybe little tidbits and little bit bits of help but to be an expert i don't know does that make sense to be an expert in something that's not fully formed yet I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like there's a certain ownership of the uncertainty that kind of needs to happen a little bit more, uh, across the internet, across certain channels. What I mean by that is you see a lot of kids or young people or really anybody who has come up with an idea for a business and instead of actually building that business, they just put CEO or founder on their Twitter account and like apparently that's supposed to mean something and it doesn't actually mean anything. You're, you're, you're not, you know, it's like after the social media, the social network came out, everyone was like, Oh, I could be a CEO too. Like, it's not how that works. Like you have to actually do the work and build the product and be something to be that, you know, like you can be an entrepreneur and make money, um, and do that sort of stuff. But like, are you a CEO? Like that's, I don't know. That's a very different thing. It kind of paints your, 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 your notion of how you think about business differently because you're not a publicly trading company. You're a, a small thing. You're you and maybe a partner, somebody that's working out an idea and trying to figure something out. And maybe it's easier to own that. Maybe it's more honest and open to own the fact that you're a work in progress, that you're someone that's trying to do something new as opposed to someone who's pretending like they're bigger than they are. That's the same thing with like social media experts or anchor experts or whatever. Like, like, why are you pretending to be something you're not? What, to make some money? That's stupid. <laughs> to be, to be that stupid. Uh, and, <coughs> which is, I, I think we need to be more comfortable being in this place of like, saying that we don't know something 
saying that we're not sure, that we're on this journey, that we're trying to figure something out, that, that we're on a path to, to, to discovering something. Sometimes that is as exciting as actually already being there. You know, it's like we see things on TV, we see the movie stars, and we're like, we just want to be that. We don't want to be, the, we, don't want, we don't want to go through the journey, we just want to be it. And sometimes actually going through the journey is what the interesting thing is. I'm doing a lot of hand motions right now, and you can't see it, but it's true. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's sometimes, especially in this day and age where like people are looking for as much content, quote unquote, as possible, like to be more real about your work in progress and show that is genuine. It's what people want. You know, people like to see the realities, the struggles, the victories. They want to be there alongside you. They want to see that you're someone who's building something. Recently, actually recently, I went to my, um, my my profile here on anchor and changed it from comedy writer to comedian ish <laughs> because i'm not actually a comedy writer I, I did it a little bit for like my podcast and maybe wrote a couple vlogs or something about blogs but i didn't really i wasn't really a comedy writer like that's not my profession my profession is a multimedia designer and creative producer that is who i am that is what i do um so i need to be also for myself I need to own that a little bit more as well. So there's nothing wrong with being real about where you are at your stage in life. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, if you're not a CEO, that's cool. Like people still think being somebody who's starting an idea is just as cool as someone who is an established idea. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, there's no difference. There, I mean, there's a difference, but there's no difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what is really helpful is to just it's all about being honest, honest with yourself and honest with who you are and what your what journey you're on. Um, because then that way you can actually build trust with people and they'll be more likely to believe what you say, that you're not just like some pretend expert. Um, so I don't know. I, I've got a little bit of a beef with that, but I mean, I'd love to talk about it. Let's go. So I think... Many of us, really in any profession, whether it's with ourselves or with others, should be more comfortable saying that we don't know something, that we're workshopping an idea, that we're working through a thought. I do that as often as I can in my podcasting because I'm often discussing higher level concepts and stuff that is, you know, can be interpreted in different ways. Um, looked at from different angles, and I want to open that conversation up. I don't want to just be like, this is the thing, this is what you have to do, and this is the way life is, because life doesn't necessarily work that way. Life, there's no clear linear path. As much as we try to paint it as a linear path, like, you know, uh, go to high school, go to college, find a girl, marry, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's no linear path in life. We're all trying to figure this out. So, we should be a little bit more clear and open about that. I think a lot of us, particularly here on Anchor, and some of my friends as well, and I don't mean this as a negative judgment, I mean this as a, hey, think about it, I would like to discuss it, uh, sort of thing, where I think many of us speak very matter-of-factly about ideas, topics, really deep topics when it comes to like mental health or motivation, things like that, where 
we speak in a very matter-of-fact tone. Like, you need to be this. You need to be a motivator. You need to blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> while it's good in a lot of ways, I think, I think it's important to continue to say that, hey, we really don't know. We're trying this idea out. We're, we're playing with this notion. But, you know, things could change at the drop of a hat. Or often, so many of the, these ideas live on a spectrum that we need to be open to playing within the wiggle room between the two extremes. What I mean by that is, often, you can look at look at someone like Gary Vee, which I use as an example quite, quite often. He's somebody that lives on the extremes of like, I don't give a shit what people think, but I really give a shit what people think. And there's so much in between that you play with, that you talk about. Because somebody will go on a podcast and they'll say, I don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. And they'll hear that and they'll take that and they'll be a dickhead to everybody. But then they hear somebody that says, I give a shit about what everybody thinks. And then they're neurotic, they're anxious, they're crazy, and they're worried about everybody else and they put everyone else above themselves. So it's really that playground. It's that nuance that a lot of people are playing in or should be playing in a little bit more and saying that they don't really have all the answers that we're all trying to figure this out together which is why I think we're all having these open conversations and I'm, I'm not trying to come at anybody in particular or anything like that I'm, I'm really just saying that like we should consider every time that we're speaking about topics to maybe consider the the matter-of-fact tone that we're having. The matter-of-fact tone that I'm even currently having. Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and it's true. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it really depends on the subject. I mean, when it comes to, like, creativity and design and the ideas that I have, I can speak a little bit more matter-of-factly because I have this experience, the knowledge, and the successes to back it up. So it's very different. <laughs> Um, you know, if you've been a therapist for a long time, you can talk about therapist things in a little bit of more of a concrete way when it comes to like facts and, you know, experiences and stuff. But sometimes it can be a little bit, a little bit of a fine line that we need to play with a little bit more when we're, when we're speaking so matter of factly about our own experiences, um, in relation to what we think of an idea of something. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, yeah, we can make parallels, but that, that does not necessarily make them absolutes. Um, you know, it's, it's the whole correlation equals causation thing. Um, you know, we need to continue to investigate. We need to continue to ask questions. We need to continue to talk to each other about these ideas and concepts and pose questions to each other and not necessarily um, give each other's statements so much if that makes sense. And I know it's hard on this kind of platform because literally I've just spent five minutes giving you a statement which is super contradictory to everything I'm saying, but I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts, so I don't, I don't really, I don't know what I'm doing. Alright, so I'm going to wrap up today as uh, an official podcast of Sunday Sorbet. Uh, just a couple of ideas that I wanted to talk about. I hope there was something interesting. Um, uh, whether you're an anchor listener or not, um, 
I think the segment little pieces about the app UI um, it's kind of interesting design language to discuss anyway so hopefully glean something from that um, anyway I'm going to convert this to a podcast and then uh, that'll be it for the evening I might just play another song or two but then I'm going to bed so peace out